You are listening to the Cambridge Insider Podcast. On today's episode, you will hear host Mariah interview Cambridge host family Amy Hines on an inside look of what it's like to be a host family with the Cambridge Network. Today's episode is sponsored by Long Island Lutheran Middle and High School. Long Island Lutheran has the goal of empowering every member of our close-knit community to achieve and grow personally, academically, and spiritually. With class sizes that average around 18 students, our dedicated teachers are able to really get to know their students, helping them identify and excel in their interests, passions, and talents. Thanks for listening. Love it. Amazing. (laughs) Which that is a good transition um, because um, our first speaker of the night, um, I will be interviewing Amy. She is a host parent um, from Waco, Texas, which is fitting because I'm from da- I'm not from Dallas, but I live in Dallas now. Um, and we just did the cowboy boots. So Amy probably knows a lot about cowboy boots. Um, but she is a host family with us. And when I reached out to the host team um, asking, hey, who would be a great host for us to hear from? Immediately, Amy's name um, came up. And when I reached out, um, she was more than willing um, and supportive to share with us tonight. Um, so, um, Amy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, if you want to just um, first just start out with maybe saying how long you've been hosting um, with us and um, why you decided to become a host family. Sure. Um, I thank you for inviting me. I have been um, hosting since 20. 19 well end of 2018 actually so um uh i guess i'm going on my fifth year uh yeah so i have been doing this non-stop for these last five years and and uh have really enjoyed it and i've gone from having anywhere from one student at a given time to three students at a given time i find that it's really not for me any different having three two or one you know, cause they're all here with the house. So yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And I got into it because, uh, because it was about time. Let me put it that way. I, I grew up in a household where we had, um, foreign exchange kind of as a part of our lifestyle, going back to like my grandmother and whatnot. And, um, many years ago, um, our family had looked into it and then we just never followed through with it. Cause I had little kids and it was kind of a little bit too much for me to think about doing personally when I had little kids. So then when my kids were older, uh, five years ago, my daughter was going off to college and I said, you know, this feels like a good time to do it. And I had never heard of Cambridge before, but I started like Googling foreign exchange programs and, uh, and I can't remember exactly where I found it, but I somehow came across Cambridge and here I am. Awesome. Well, we love your energy and we love your, um, mindset when it comes to to being a host family and that's really a part of tonight Um, we just want to take a look into um, your life as a host parent um, hear about your journey um, some um, some great stories that you might have to share for us some challenges that you've overcome Um, so we just welcome um, you to share us share your story with us. Um, So this first question I have for you is, how has hosting an international student affected your family dynamics and daily routines? Well, um, I would say, and I made myself some notes here, so allow me to look at that. Yeah, totally. Just because uh, I thought I might have something that I would forget otherwise. So um, 
routines for me personally haven't really changed a whole lot, or maybe they have, and I'm not aware of it, but, um, the, I'll, I'll give you some little anecdotal types of things that, that I can say, this is different than how we used to live our lives. Um, the kids all share one big bathroom. So routines might be like, okay, who's used to taking showers in the morning versus who's used to taking showers at night. So then not everybody's trying to take a shower before school and then we're late. So, um, establishing some sort of understanding, you know, routines like that. Um, schedules that the kids have will obviously influence like timing or routines per se. So Whereas one year I always had meals, you know, at like 6.30 at the big dinner table, that kind of thing. I've had years or semesters where that absolutely didn't work at all. So I find that for me, it's really easy to be flexible. Um, but I, you know, some people, it might be harder for them to be flexible. So for me, it's like, okay, well, so-and-so is not going to be home until eight o'clock. So we'll just eat dinner with the rest of us and I'll set aside some food, you know, or maybe tonight everybody's on their own. I've got some frozen dinners because too many of us are going to be gone at dinner time, or, you know, things like that. Um, the other things that, that can be easily influenced by changes in their schedules that pertain to school would be like, if you're, if you have ki your own kids, you have to take to school. Um, and they maybe they go to a different school than where your your um, uh, international student goes. You have to be like, okay, well, how is this going to be affected by so and so has started soccer practice and they're going to meet at like seven o'clock in the morning from now on? Well, how am I going to coordinate getting that and then making sure I get my own kids to school or the other kids that aren't going to soccer practice? So you just have to be flexible, but. Um, I, I, I always look at it in terms of how would I handle it if, if they were my own kids. So it's, it's not a big burden for me. It's just that you have to adjust if there's something that, that requires you to adjust your personal life. Yeah. I love that you said that you're just going to treat them like they're your own kids. Um, and that's really an emphasis that we put on for our host parents, um, that allows them to really just get through the season of flexibility is that, you know, with your own kids, you have to be flexible too. So um, when you have that mindset and mentality just to treat them truly like you're your own kids, you're able to just kind of roll with whatever's happening because you have to, you know? Um, so I really like that that is how you've gone into um, hosting for these students. Um, can you describe a memorable moment when you realize the impact of hosting an international student? Yeah, sure. I, I wrote some notes to myself. Um kind of laughing because there's lots of little funny things uh -huh. um, such as a student finding out that something had a different meaning than they originally thought or they don't know how to operate the ceiling fan you know <laughs> little things like that but um I wanted to share that probably the most significant experience I've had was when I had a senior um for just one year she was a senior and she was from China um, I inherited her from some other, uh, families. Anyway, she was, um, she was going through some personal struggles and I was, I felt like I was able to significantly help her with two of those major issues. Um, cause she would come to me and confide and I, I, I was helping her from, uh, from a point of view of, you know, standpoint of like, 
I'm not related to her. This is my objective opinion. And then also trying to help her see things from other people's point of view. Like if she had an issue with um, communicating with her mother, they didn't really communicate well or understand each other well. And I, I would listen to her and then, and say, well, you know, what do you think your mom thinks about this? Or do you understand how your mom feels? Um, have you explained to her how you feel? So I, I helped her navigate some things and she literally told me that I had helped her navigate those waters with her mom better. So that was super meaningful to me. And, and, and I know that's kind of unusual. There are a lot of other little things that, that can be memorable, but that was a big deal. I also helped her in particular with her college decision-making because she had narrowed her choices down and they were completely different. Her two top, top choices. I got out a notepad and I said, let's make a chart. Let's look at pros and cons. And it, helped her so much that she, she was able to say, oh, wow, I have a lot more pros for this one. And that's where she ended up. So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, um, well, thank you for really helping that student, um, so well, and honestly loving her through this journey. Um, it can be really tricky, um, navigating how to be a host parent in a household while they have actual parents as well. And it seems like you did a really good job of um, being a mediator for them and helping them get through the relationship and as well as enjoying some of the fun things of picking a college. That's, that's really, that is memorable. It's not a small thing. Yeah. Um, what are some challenges you have encountered um, with having an international student? Okay. Um, I tend to not think about them unless they're happening right at that moment. So I, before this uh, meeting tonight, I really went back and pulled out my five years of doing this and it's kind of funny now, but it wasn't at the time. Um, you know, the differences between um, like the time change, their family life, maybe their friends are still back on the other side of the world. And maybe they grew up as an only child and like their cultural differences. And they don't understand that if you make a phone call at one o'clock in the morning and you talk super loud, everyone with a bedroom next to you <laughs> or across from you is going to hear that conversation. <laughs> so we, you know, we had a, a few things like that. Um, I had, a, I had a student actually fall out of bed because he wasn't used to high beds. Oh, wow. Um, and I heard that crash at like, three in the morning. I was like, it was a very loud crash. Fortunately, he was okay. Um, but some of the, the other challenges have to do with daily, not routines, um, habits that, um, either of us are not used to. Um, and I think some of that may boil down to, you know, um, I've had quite a few students who don't have siblings and so they don't, they aren't used to having to share a bathroom with lots of people. And so they don't think about, well, if I leave this thing here, that I put in my hair on the sink and then, and the kid that has to come brush his teeth, I've just left my stuff in his space, you know, so kind of navigating things like, you know, pick up after yourself. Um, don't pour the grease in the sink, put it in the trash can. Don't pour your paint down the sink because now I have to spend $900 to get my drains unclogged, you know, so there's little challenges like that. Um, I think it's really important to, um, to discuss those kinds of things in light of what their expectations are and what your expectations are, not getting angry or something like that, but saying, hey, this is a rule I have for this reason, and this is what can happen. Um, and, you know, it, it's not perfect. Still little things might come up, but, um, you know, Cambridge is really good at supporting us in terms of like, you know, this is what 
they need to follow through with. This is what you need to do. And this is how, you know, communication is key and that sort of thing. So, you know, if there's a challenge that I can't solve on my own, um, I, I've, I've had one student where I did have to reach out to the parents, the natural parents, because they loved to, um, to text me on the, the Chinese app, you know, so we would just send pictures and funny things back and forth. And so when I had a challenge, I sent them my challenge and they gave a response and said they would speak to their child. And then another time, I think I needed to get Cambridge's help. But really in the five years, those were things that happened in my first year and I haven't had the challenge since. And maybe it's just because I'm better at guiding them or directing them or putting my foot down or whatever it is. Say, hey, this is this is what needs to happen. How can I support you? That's so good. That is so good. I was thinking about when you were saying like the the little challenges, like as an American teenager, I needed to be taught taught all that too. Um, so when it comes to like a cultural challenge, um, how do you approach bridging um, some cultural differences in your house? Sure. Uh, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, when you're new at doing this, it can be overwhelming. You're like, I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know what to ask. Mm -hmm. um, or you might accidentally make an assumption that is completely, you know, unfair. So um, I've learned how to navigate those kinds of conversations. Um, so like calmly discussing something that I feel is important because it's come up and I didn't expect it to come up. Um, but then on the other, other hand, just being curious. So like saying, you know, how do you do this at your house? Or, you know, what do you like to cook in your home? Or I had a student who was afraid of my gas stove, but he really wanted to cook. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to make him comfortable with turning on the gas stove and seeing the flames and that sort of thing. And I asked him, well, how do you do this at your house? Um, uh, I've had a lot of fun just getting to know them too, by saying, you know, hey, is this something you do back home? Um, or how would your mom handle this? if this happened to you, you know, so a lot of his things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I said, I kind of say that in, uh, that's aside from your usual questions of getting to know somebody, you know, when they yeah. first come like, Oh, where do you live? Do you have pictures of your house? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so I've had, I've had students from China and I had a, a little tiny, like summer break guy from uh, Vietnam. And then I've had a bunch of South Korean students. And so, you know, I, I understand that there are little things that may, may seem nuanced, little, like little differences to me, and they shouldn't be a difference, but they are a big difference. And so you have to, you know, you, you respect that and you try to learn more about it and don't put your own assumptions into understanding um, that culture. And, but, but so many great things can come out of it. Like, I have certain TV shows like K-dramas that one of the kids likes to watch with me when that she's not doing homework or um, adventure or action shows that I watch with one of the other kids. And um, and then when I had my Chinese student, uh, that was just my first year. I haven't had a Chinese student since, but um, he and I love to watch Chinese movies together. And uh, we just, you know, I would, I subscribed to like Netflix and one year I subscribed to Vicky and, you know, so I could access some of those shows. Um, one year, one of the kids would just pull up stuff that he had on his computer. So we, you know, we do a lot of things like that, or we go out to dinner. Um, one year I did a, um, the, the new year, um, we went to a little Asian shop here that unfortunately closed down this year. I don't, they just didn't do well enough, but 
we all went and we picked out things that we wanted, food and drinks, and we came back and we lit the fire in the fireplace and we played games. Oh, hey, I got a great, it's a great card game, but it's it's a, it's a kind of card game where you, you pull out a card and you ask questions. You can pick who you want to ask questions of. And that's a mm-hmm. great way to learn about people. And, and they enjoyed that, so. That's awesome. Um, Amy, you are incredible. You are really taking the time to get to know the <laughs> students and teaching them um, and just being a really good host mom um, to every student that you have. So um, before we finish our conversation, if you could leave everyone with like one piece of advice um, when becoming a host parent, what would that be? I would say have an open mind and be a good communicator. And that means listening and speaking. Think about how you speak to them, but listen hard and ask questions. And most of all, just have an open mind. If it's, you know, if something you're curious about, you'll get the answers. If it's something you're trying to change, you just have to be calm and patient and kind and uh, use the right resources to resolve those conflicts. That's so good. I feel like we could use that for every relationship we have in our lives. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't host, but I'm going to take that one for me too. Um, thank you again, Amy, for joining us tonight. You're um, welcome. You really are a light um, into this community. Um, if you're a host on the call or listening back, um, we have other hosts in this community too and in your area. And if you ever just need to talk, Um, Just get connected to our host team and we would love to connect you into your community um, just to see who else is there. Sometimes you just need to talk to someone who gets it. Um, So we would love to connect your communities together um, as host community. So um, thank you again, Amy. Thanks for listening to the Cambridge Insider Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. For more Cambridge updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Have a great week and stay connected.